Before we get started, I want to talk about sponsors that help make this show possible. I've partnered with swimming companies that can serve our international audience. The Magic Five, custom fitted goggles that are tailor-made for your exact face. You shouldn't feel like you're wearing any goggles. Use code BRETTHAWK20 at checkout to receive 20% off. Destro Swim Towers. Gain strength in the water with a tower of power. Save $150 per double swim tower by using code BRETT, B-R-E-T-T, at checkout. DestroMachines.com Superior Swim Timing. Run a swim meet with ease from your laptop. SST is fully compatible with high-tech, Team Unify, as well as Colorado, Dactronics, and Amiga touchpads. SuperiorSwimTiming.com Swim Angelfish. Receive the tools and skills needed to teach swimmers with autism, physical disabilities, anxiety, sensory and motor conditions with Swim Angelfish. Go to SwimAngelfish.com. All right, David Curtis, welcome to the podcast, mate. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Where are you coming from right now? Uh, I'm actually coming from a team meeting uh, post one of our practices. Um, right now. The practice went well. Awesome. So you've been at NC State now for how long? About five weeks? Yeah, five, six weeks, um, including my move in. Right. Now, as a as a freshman, when you're on well, when before that, when you're on these recruiting trips and you get an idea of the team, the excitement, is it kind of is it living up to everything you thought it might be in the first six weeks? A hundred percent. I mean, what I what they gave me on my recruiting trip is what I got. Um, the second I stepped on the campus, it was almost like I was on my recruiting visit because I loved my recruiting visit so much, and that it just felt like home i mean the biggest worry that i was having was jumping into a program that um either wouldn't work for me or uh just wasn't really it didn't really fit with my values but uh, right off the bat um they established the familial relationship um that they had promised the team relationship the bonding um that they had promised on my recruiting trip now you're walking into one of the top men's teams in the country as well uh but you've also got a a recruiting class a freshman class that's pretty stacked talk to us about some of your freshman teammates they're all insane at times they make me feel um like i'm an age grouper myself um which is kind of fun but uh practicing with them and being in the same environment not only is a blessing but it's also really really good because i'm coming um from a program that was relatively small, um, didn't really have uh, somebody that was significantly faster than me in different aspects. So um, being able to come in with the class, not only being one of the fastest in history, but also working with um, a team at the caliber of NC State is definitely benefiting me, not not only mentally while training, but also physically because I'm being pushed by somebody. Right, yeah. Give us a couple of guys that have really impressed you on the freshman side right now, guys that you may not have known before. Um, I've 
primarily practiced with Aiden Hayes and Arsenio Bustos. Right. Um, they Arsenio has been a great uh, a great adversary for me uh, in the breaststroke side. I've been working pretty heavily on improving my hundred breaststroke with Braden, um, and so far so good. Um, Aiden Hayes has been pushing me a lot uh, mentally, especially when I start to back down. He'll be that voice of encouragement saying, hey, get back up there, uh, start going faster. Um, and he's also right next to me a lot of the time pushing me through um, all of the sets that we do. So definitely having those two people have benefited me in both my primary stroke, which is the 50, 100 freestyle, and also helping me expand into the other events like the 100 breaststroke. Awesome, hundred breast. Okay, I didn't, I didn't even know that about you. So that's pretty cool. I mean, I don't know everything about you, so that's why we're talking today. But obviously, massive buzz about you and your sprinting abilities. Um, let's go back to just before you got to college and kind of the Olympic trials and that experience. How was that whole thing? The lead up for that. Obviously, a lot of talk about you, a lot of pressure. How do you feel like you went? How'd you handle it? What was your experience like? Um, my experience, it was, it was overall good. Um, despite me not performing at the level that I know I could have and, um, and should have, um, it was a great experience because I hadn't, um, I've been to world juniors, but I've never been to meet, um, something or at something like that. Uh, just the caliber and the magnitude, um, was just way, I could not have prepped for that in any way. And, uh, getting that, uh, one Olympic trials under my belt and finaling, in my first one as well definitely is going to be uh, a great tool for me going into uh, Paris 2024 yeah man I'll, I'll be honest with you there was a lot of talk about who's going to be the guys you know who represent the U.S. and, and there's a lot of people like me big mouths like me that were out there picking people and you know giving opinions and all that and I hope you didn't get caught up in any of that noise but it was certainly a buzz you know but, um, you know, I'll be honest, I didn't pick you to make the team itself because as a guy that swam the 53, I understand, uh, and also being at Olympic trials for Australia and, and how cutthroat it is, I understand that you just cannot make a mistake in that environment and you've got to be so composed. And, uh, and I just didn't know much about you, but I knew I knew you competitors. I knew you were in a tough field of guys. Um, but, I, I, but I honestly felt like I just didn't feel like you may have been ready at that point in time now certainly you could have done something and proved me wrong but uh but it is a very pressure packed situation it's very difficult to perform at your best at the olympic mm -hmm. trials isn't it yeah um definitely coming uh, going to the olympic trials i thought i had it all down um in terms of the mental game uh i was nowhere close to it physically i believe i was there but um, definitely the different aspects of the Olympic trials from the lights to the crowds, to the cameras, to just all the attention that was being gathered um, around that meet uh, definitely got to me. And a lot of things um, regarding my race, again, you said perfect race is required in the 50 freestyle to go places. Um, that, those factors definitely deteriorated my race significantly. Um, I, I had trouble um, finding myself and finding that raw speed that I've been able to find in other scenarios where I was more comfortable. And mm. again, Charles was definitely a good experience because I, I was extremely uncomfortable. I felt very out of my element. Like I was intruding in somebody else's house and now having that, um, going into the next Olympic trials, I should feel more at home, uh, hopefully.
Listen, you will. And that's a very mature um, response that you just gave me to for someone to be that kind of reflective and and um, able to communicate that effectively like you just did. It took me many years to get to that point. So you're, you're way ahead of the curve in that sense. Um, I felt it when I was under pressure like that for, for a 50 freestyle. I felt it um, certainly before I got to the pool. I, I was very, very nervous. Um, when I got to the pool at times, it was difficult for me to warm up. Things didn't feel like they were clicking it just i just didn't feel comfortable so i, I knew it way before i kind of got to the the ready room and then and then when you you know dive in and and things just feel off you, you know it from the get-go kind of thing so it kind of happens way before you get to the race right yeah um i the weird thing is is uh for my olympic trail experience i felt fantastic in the pool mm. uh, prior to flying out to omaha i was holding times that i'd never held before I was doing things that gave the the sign that I was ready for this meet, mm -hmm. which is why I think my body was physically ready. Um, but it's when I got up to the blocks and when I got ready for the race, things started to deteriorate because I started thinking, that's Michael Andrew and Caleb Dressel standing right next to me. Mm -hmm. And I'm about to race quite literally the fastest human to ever live in the sport. And just th that those type of intruding thoughts um, – uh, definitely took my mind away from where I needed to be in terms of the level of focus mm -hmm. to go into the race. Because for me, the 53 is 10% um, physical and 90% mental because I need to get myself into that mental state to allow my body to do what I've trained it to do. And um, I just never really reached that at the Olympic trials. And the best mental state for you, and it's different for all sprinters. Some sprinters need to be kind of hyped up slapping themselves others need to be relaxed what is the best state for you you feel um the best state for me when i swim the 50 free is something cl as close to like a blackout um mm -hmm. i listen to music i relax i get my heart rate as low as possible lots of deep breathing men no mental reflection at all um just basically no thoughts nothing just complete body overdrive and the way that i do that is listening um, to music and um, trying to relax my body and breathing as much as possible. Mm, I'm very similar to you in the sense of all that, except the music part. I used to put a towel over my head and kind of go into a meditative state where I just all like have that blackout feeling in my mind where nothing's happening. There's complete silence, but I would need to put the towel on to kind of block all the noise and the sound and the sights out myself. The music to me was a little bit of a distraction. So, but uh, but I can relate to having to just feel completely at ease. Now, when, you, when you're not that, when you're thinking of Caleb Dressel and Michael Andrew and other things, how does that manifest in your race? What does it feel like to you when you, when you start taking the first few cycles? Do you, are you aware that something's not right? Um, most of the 50 freestyles that I've had throughout my career have been blackout, but the one that I do remember from trials was the semifinals. Um, I definitely felt... Uh, I, I felt like I was trying to be something like that I wasn't um, originally like at. I don't know how to explain it, but um, I, I was changing my race strategy without even meaning to, and I could feel it. Mm -hmm. um, the cycles felt different. My breathing was off. Um, you shouldn't really breathe in the 50 freestyle, and I'm working on that now. But mm -hmm. um, specifically with that race, just things, I, I got up to the block with a head full of thoughts, 
And having that head full of thoughts didn't allow my body to hit that overdrive and that almost automatic state, um, which led to me overcompensating on things like the underwater and overcompensating things like the, the breathtaking where I have uh, specifically strategically planned it out to be. I like all that, what you just said, Dan, and especially where you talked about race strategy. Most people who don't swim at 50 think there's absolutely no strategy at all. They think it's just slap the water as hard as you can and get to the other side as fast as you can. It's like kind of like brute force. But to me, there's a there's a science to it. There's an art to it. I mean, you watch an, an Anthony Irvin swim uh, at his best and you can tell it's an art form. So uh, in terms of strategy for yourself, what is the type of strategy you're looking for when things are really clicking for you? Um, for long course, actually, this does apply to short course as well. Um, I break my race down into four parts. Um, the, the, the start, uh, the start and underwater are paired together. Mm -hmm. It's the mm -hmm. breakout is part number two. Um, the mid half of my race, which tends to be roughly from the 15 meters to the 35 and then the finish. Right. And I, um, throughout the season, previous to Olympic trials, had been working on perfecting each individual part by working each individual part separately throughout the months and isolating different types of things and strengthening what I was bad at. Like my first 15 meters of, um, of all of my races really are, is absolutely terrible. So that, that is definitely something that um, as a part of my race strategy I needed to work on in which I, I tried my best. Um, but yeah, I, I try to split things up into small pieces so that I can uh, take individual pieces, work on them, and then see how I improved over the course of the season. I love that, man. I love it. It's so accurate. You're on point. I mean, you're, there's no doubt. There's no reason uh, for me to, to not understand now why you're one of the best sprinters in the world, especially for your age, but an up-and-coming sprinter who's going to be doing some big things because you get it. I mean, you completely get it. Uh, you break the race down into segments, you train the segments, you work on your strengths, you, you figure out your weaknesses. Um, you said your start and your underwaters was a weakness right now. What, what's going on with that? Um, I've got the explosiveness. I've been doing a, a series of tests recently, actually, to make sure that that was uh, a fact. And it has proven to be that I am extremely explosive. But uh, the technique of my start, the entry of my start, and the underwater are weak points because what happens is, is I'll have that power and that reaction time off the block, get in the water, and then lose that speed. If you watch Caleb Dressel, the second he hits that water, he's gone because mm. he carries that speed over from his start. And that's something that Braden's been working on. Uh, Braden's been working with me on is that carrying the speed through the start into your breakout. Because if you look at the back half of the back halves of my race. Specifically from the Pro Series in Tennessee, Knoxville, a couple years ago, the back half speed is there. Like I've got, I have the ability to close. It's just getting that start out so that I'm with the competition out front. That's definitely something that I need to work on. That's cool that you said Braden's already working on that. Within the first six weeks of being at NC State, you're already working on a weakness of yours, like the start itself. Is that part of training already? Uh, yeah, we're, we're working, uh, we're going to be working technically um, on the start technique itself, uh, as well as the, um, the underwater preparation, because in short course, obviously, there's more walls, which means there's more underwaters. And since that's not a strength at the moment, 
that's something we need to hop on to right away since I need to I need to be competitive when it comes to NCAAs and ACCs. Well, if you listen to my Braden podcast, um, he, he gave a segment of about 20 minutes that we talked specifically about underwaters. He's got to be one of the best in, in the business at um, improving that, obviously, with the history of the guys that have come through the program and the progressions they've made. So I've no doubt that you're going to get a lot better in that area, which will be scary for your competitors um, once, you, <laughs> once you develop that strength as well. Um, that's pretty cool. Um, going back to kind of just being there for the first six weeks, is there anything that has kind of surprised you? Is there anything, anything been particularly challenging in the first six weeks? Um, I came from Pennington School in New Jersey, so it, it definitely prepped me for the academic side. Um, so getting into the academics here has definitely been smooth. There's a ton of academic support that they've offered me so far, which has helped me stay in the game uh, and in that aspect as well. Um, the one thing that I was surprised about was the practice intensity. I mean, I'm coming from a club team, again, a small club team in New Jersey, and I thought the practices there were hard. And then I came here and only only was to realize how wrong I was and mm-hmm. the intensity in each practice and how everybody is pushing each other constantly back to back to back. Just everybody. It's just the intensity, the teamwork and the team atmosphere was something that I was aware of, but not quite fully um, understanding until I stepped foot into my first practice. Right. Um, I've highlighted Braden. We've talked about Braden, but I, I got to tell you, I started my career as a, as a low-level assistant coach sharing an office with Brian Barnes. I know Brian's with you guys now. Uh, how, how's he doing? He's doing real well. Um, he's, actually, he's, he's one of the favorites on the coaching staff. I like him a lot. I don't interact with him as much um, in a practice standpoint um, as he's more focused on the IM groups, but we do cross paths occasionally, and uh, he's a great motivator for me in my in my lane. He's a good man, and I, I, I highly recommend you um, spend some time with him just off the pool deck, maybe in his office, just sitting and chatting. He's a he's he's got a lot to teach. Um, really good person. You, you you get a lot from him. So um, tell him I said hi. Now listen, um, I left college a few years ago, and there was no such thing as kind of this nil contracts that you guys are dealing with now you made a big announcement today on your on your social media and we we can see it on your chest right now Um, congratulations on the new partnership with uh tier uh talk to me about that one thank you i appreciate it um through the past couple of weeks i've been uh working alongside multiple companies trying to figure out uh, which company would want to support me as an athlete and which company that I'd want to support um, uh, as a student athlete, national team member. And uh, through lots and tons and tons of investigation, uh, it, it, it came down to the option of Tier. Um, Tier has offered me a great platform to promote myself and promote the sport and their products, uh, which is a blessing to me because I'm, I'm not going to lie, this is kind of my dream to be able to be working with a company like this. And uh, to be able to work with a company at such a high caliber is not only going to help me um, collegiately, uh, but in the long run, when it turns out to be Paris 2024 time, uh, I'll be able to have a company that's going to have my back as I go into that meet. Yeah, talk to me about this process, man. I don't, I don't get it. Uh, it. It's really foreign to me. So 
how did you gather information about the changes in, in all of this? Were you getting information from the school? Did you hire a management company? Um, how did you figure all this out? Um, a lot of it was research, uh, meetings with the compliance staff at NC State, the people who work with uh, more the legal side of sports, and actually what's called an alpha ambassador. NC State has a program. I am uh, I'm the team ambassador for the swim team and a committee that works on discovering and learning more about NIL opportunities so that athletes can benefit um, off of their own uh, name, image, and likeness. It's incredible to me. Um, so did, do, do you have a manager? Uh, I do. It's my dad. Okay. Okay. Your dad. Okay. It's yeah. yeah. Um, a, cu a couple of uh, guys are, are using their parents, which is fantastic. I mean, first of all, that you have uh, parents capable of negotiating deals for you is, is awesome, but then you get to keep it in the family too. So um, really yeah, nice. An accountant, so he knows okay. what he's doing. <laughs> he knows the money side of it. Um, so, so, did you approach Tier or did they approach you? How did it uh, end up that you ended, you know, being being an ambassador? Um, I actually, I actually just started reaching out to companies, um, not really expecting anything back, but pleasantly surprised when I did receive responses from several companies. Um, I just went about just kind of saying, well, here's what I'm, here's where I'm at. Um, I'm, I want to represent a company. Uh, in my swimming career and uh let me know if you guys have any thoughts and if you are interested in working with me and um tier is one of the companies that got back to me and it ended up working out you're surprised i'm not surprised man you're a beast you're one of the fastest guys in the world um ext extremely intelligent can can put two words together really well um you'd be a great ambassador for any company so i'd imagine they'd be tripping over but you but you 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 signed a great deal with a great company, so congratulations on that. Now, um, I understand you've got an announcement tomorrow, which is tomorrow. We're not going to release this podcast until after this announcement, so we're free to talk about it now. I'm certainly not going to um, jump the gun on that, but but talk to me about what's going on tomorrow. Uh, I actually have signed a partnership with uh, GoSwim TV. Mm -hmm. um, GoSwim TV, if you don't know, is a technique database um, that runs in conjunction with USA Swimming. They make technique videos to help uh, better the sport of swimming, educate swimmers on better technique, and obviously in the process make them faster. I'm um, being flown out to Arizona tomorrow uh, throughout the weekend to do some filming uh, on my own course uh, of technique, which should come out um i'm not sure when it should come out but i'm sure there'll be a release date um in the future that's awesome congratulations on that great company as well to be associated with now you talk about flying out tomorrow so today is wednesday means you're flying out thursday how do you approach your coaches and say hey coach i got a deal i gotta take a few days off um throughout this entire process regarding tier and uh, GoSwim TV, I've made sure that the coaches, my parents, compliance staff, and uh, any and all trainers, including my academic mm -hmm. coordinator, have been in the loop so they understand where I'm at, where the possibilities of me being absent are, and when that's going to happen. So they, they have not been in the dark at all. So they, um, they, were, they were very respectful and accommodating, actually, surprisingly, um, <laughs> of me taking this, uh, taking this deal in, with GoSwim TV which is honestly, again, another blessing because they could have easily just said no. Mm. Um, 
but being able to work with these companies, but then also have the coaches supporting you and giving you the resources you need to complete and make these deals makes not only my job easier or my dad's job easier, but it makes this whole process interesting and fun. Right. Now, uh, doesn't NC State have a swimsuit deal with a, with a company? They do. Uh, they're currently partnered with Arena, Adidas for Apparel. Um, the specifics of that are um, when I'm representing NC State in any dual meet NCAA championship or any meet regarding NC State's involvement where I'm on that team, I'll be representing Arena and uh, Adidas uh, accordingly. And any other opportunity that I have, like now, or say I go to a pro series or um, I go back home to any club meet, I will, re will be representing tier um, in person and on social media. Right, right. Now, throughout the season, even though you're going to be swimming in arena, you can still do a lot of personal social media for tier, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, it makes sense. I mean, it, it's, uh, it's, it's a hard thing for me to wrap my head around this because we came from the amateur side of it where you couldn't take any, I mean, there was so many, so much stuff going on. I actually got investigated when I was in, um, in college myself as a swimmer, the NCAA, I was, in, I was swimming up and down the pool one day with the team and these, these guys walk in in suits and, and my coach points at me and he's like, come over here. I have to get out of the water in front of everybody. They pull me into a room in my swimsuit with these guys in suits. And they're like, all right, the next words you speak to us are going to determine whether you stay in college or you get, you get sent home. And then they proceed to ask me if I accepted any prize money at, at some point, which, which I did. I took like $1,500 in, in a race once and uh, got fully investigated, got suspended, had to pay the money back. Um, and, and all that. So, so for me, this is very foreign to to be hearing that you know young freshmen assigning um, deals. I think it's outstanding. Uh, but I, but I imagine it would uh, be very difficult for the coach to kind of manage it all. Are there other guys on your team um, signing deals as well? Um, at this moment in time, I can't comment on that just because of the privacy of the swimmers and the companies that they're working with. Yeah. Um, also, I don't have sufficient enough information to give you um, any context on that, but I'm sure um, in the background of everything else going on, there are obviously our NCAA champions and other top tier athletes that are being pursued by companies. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Now, do you have to take the specific contract to your compliance before you actually sign it? Um, I actually use compliance more as a safety measure. Uh, I took the contracts and ran it through them just to make sure that it was NCAA compliant. And then I would run it through my dad to see if there was anything um, that was uh, sparking any red flags um, and or needed revision. Um, but I just try to use as much resources as that I had um, available to me to make sure that this all worked out safely so that I could keep my status as an NCAA athlete while um, still representing tier. Now, is there a limit on how much um, how much sponsorship you can get or anything like that? Is it is it unlimited? As far as I know, there is no limit. Wow, wow, that'd, that'd be crazy. Imagine, and this applies to all sports, right? I mean, football all the way down. I'd imagine the football players are signing some contracts too. Yeah, I believe this is just NCAA uh, worldwide. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, it's incredible. Well, uh, congratulations on that. Um, 
What's the what's the next uh, few weeks look like for you in term? When do you start competing for NC State? We've got to meet um, next week um, at UNC, so that's going to be the first test to see where I am um, in terms of the racing aspect. Uh, we race in speedos, and this is going to be the first time I've ever raced in a speedo. So uh, we, there's a lot of things that are going to be thrown to me that I'm not sure how I'm going to react to yet, um, but. It's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting experience as we start going through our meet season, training amps up, um, and obviously the competition starts heating up before we get closer and closer to NCAA's. Well, speedos is a term, really, isn't it? It's not a swimsuit that you're actually gonna wear. It's briefs. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. briefs. Yeah, we have to change the language now. Everybody's in these different <laughs> swimsuits, yeah. but um yeah that's interesting so uh so you said you were going to obviously going to concentrate on the sprint freestyles the the 50 the 100 and then the 100 breast is going to be your third event primarily uh as of right now that's what it looks like it's going to try to be i'm not fantastic about the breast trick yet so we're trying to figure out where i'm going to fit within my third event um the 1500 freestyle are heavy focuses um in terms of relay potential i'm assuming um in the long run and then obviously uh, the individuals but having that third event i i, f I found a knack for breaststroke um specifically in the 50 um and I'll, i should hopefully i'm going to be able to have that back 50 as well um hence why we're working on the 100 breaststroke to kind of see where it takes us right nice what are your best times in your sprint free short course yards right now uh best times overall yeah, what's your best? Uh, my best in the 50 freestyle is 19-1-1. And my best in the 100 freestyle is uh, 42-8-0. Very nice. Very nice. What do you think you've got to uh, improve? You've obviously got some top-end speed. Um, where have you got to improve in your, in your 100? Uh, I've got to improve on the, the rate of speed and the turnover of my strokes. Um <clears throat> As I said before, my underwaters and starts are lacking, so that's definitely a, a point of uh, concern that I have um, that we're currently remedying. Um, but um, as I've been watching more and more NCAA races, I, I realize the importance of underwaters and how, how much I need to get on that train. And um, by strengthening that every day in practice, but then also working on the hand speed, I think it's going to positively translate not only into the 100 freestyle, but into every other race that I have. Now, did you lift weights before you got to college? Yes, I did. Okay. Well, what was it? What did it look like before you got there? Um, we did uh, with Dave Tease. Um, he's my trainer back at home in New Jersey. Uh, we did a lot of speed training um, and speed endurance, uh, ropes, uh, lots of jumps, hurdle jumps. Uh, we did deadlifting, basic but basic workouts but made to be more swim specific mm -hmm. um so he take um say a model workout and then work individual parts of that workout um so that it would be more swim specific say something i needed to work more on core strength and underwater so he'd manipulate the bands into a workout that i'd be able to do full body weight um, working solely on the core strength and the endurance that I have in that. So he'd be able to take different pieces and uh, put them together to make one final product. All right. Now, what about your strength program at NC State so far? How's that looked? It's looking really good. 
Um, I, I've never enjoyed not only swimming, but working out uh, this much in my entire life. And um, being out of the pool is a very big gauge for me. I've, I personally believe um, the best way to find where I'm at is out of the pool in, in the weight room because that's what I enjoy the most. But uh, being able to have the resources, the, the recovery, um, and the training staff that I do at NC State is making, making me super optimistic of what's to come for NCAAs because – I am doing things that I'm not good at and doing things that I've never done before, which means there's room for progression. Right. Uh, what were your thoughts on Noah Ponte uh, leaving, going home? I mean, was he just homesick? Um, I, again, for the privacy of no way, I'm not going to comment too much on the reason that he left. Um, I'm pretty sad um, that he did end up leaving, but um, again, it's, it's his choice. And um, what he made that choice um, you know, with his best in mind, and I respect that. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. I like that too. Um, well, what else? Uh, I guess, I mean, I appreciate your time today and going into all this. It sounds like you got um, a massive future. It sounds like you're at the right place. You sound very happy. Um, signing contracts, swimming fast, um, working hard, great coaches around you, great team. Is this a, is this a team you feel like that can – contend for the national championship this year or are you still building to that um i think it's a little bit too early to gauge that um we're only six weeks in and we are still uh trying to figure out the ropes and get ourselves on our feet before we start getting into that contention phase yes with the additions that we have to the team and the people coming back in the fifth years it is a possibility are we at that place right now no and will we be at that place in six weeks no uh, it's a matter of time before we start realizing where we are and how we need to get to that ultimate goal of winning an NCAA championship. And I do believe it's possible. But we've got a lot of work to go. Well, listen, man, you've got a great head on your shoulders. You speak very well. Um, obviously, you've got the swimming down, and that's going to get better and better. Um, I'm a fan from a distance, so keep doing what you're doing. Um, good luck to you. I'm excited to see what the, the season brings and also leading up for the next three years to, to Paris, man. You're going to be an absolute contender in three years. So um, keep it up, all right? I appreciate it. All right, David. Take care. Nate's come out with another awesome tool for the swimming community. It's called Swim Nerd Live, and it allows the data and times from your actual scoreboard to be broadcast and viewed in real time on any smart TV, phone, or other device, such as the TVs in your facility lobby, ready room, or by athletes' family members across the world. A very simple and easy-to-use necessity for any team or facility that is live-streaming their meets results. You actually see the live meet timer counting up. The splits come across the screen as the swimmers touch the pads. It has all the information you're looking for. Event, heat, lane, name of swimmer, times and places. There are so many things you can do with this software. Swim Nerd Live turns any smart TV into a portable digital scoreboard. Hang a TV out in the hallway of the pool or on both sides of the stands. This is perfect when you have swim meets and the kids are in the gym down the hall. They've made it incredibly simple for anyone to watch. One click on any device and they're watching your swim meet live in real time. And here's the cherry on top. 
Swim Nerd Live also provides advertising space for you to show off your sponsors, promote your upcoming swim camp, or have your alumni just one click away from donating. This software will pay for itself. Go to swimpractice.com to learn more.